Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy and you have entered into the fix. Say you don't know me. I recognize my face. Say you don't care goes to that kind of place. Need even the hoopla sinking in your fight. Thank you so much for joining us. As uh, you all know, uh, my name is Robert and I uh, am the recovery guy and I'm excited to be here, uh, excited for the week, excited for the things that we've got going on in the midst of these challenging times. And isn't that what recovery is all about? Regardless of where you come from, whether it's uh, uh, an addiction to a substance that led to behavioral challenges, maybe it was a psychiatric condition that led to those challenges. Uh, Maybe it was just a crappy upbringing that got you sideways. I'm not sure how you got to the rooms uh, in your heart, in your mind, or the physical rooms of recovery. But now that you are here, let's set aside the reasons we got here and join in what is um, considered in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, brotherly and harmonious action. Isn't that a beautiful thing? We can join in brotherly, harmonious action, regardless of where or what we came from, for today is our day of victory. And regardless of how many days each of us has, we can rejoice together in the days that we've been given. You know, this is kind of a challenging time for so many of us. There's so many unknowns in terms of things that we can't control, which of course increases our anxiety. And for many individuals, when anxiety is increased, the desire or the need to engage in that negative behavior returns and we we have a we we have a way to not drink or use or engage in that behavior, but it it sometimes will cause us to go and do something else negative instead of that one thing that we've, we've, we've sworn off of. So as I was going through and, and questioning some of my followers and my friends on Instagram and Facebook, I, I sort of reached out and I said, hey, what's going on? What are some of the things that um, are concerning to you and the people that you know that we might be able to speak on today? And I got some fantastic responses my my dear brother in recovery, um, Anthony, and he goes by SPO 59, SPO 59. So if you don't follow um, Anthony already, follow him on Instagram. Solid guy, totally committed to recovery. And here's what um, uh, Anthony told me. He said, you know, on a few recovery websites, uh, he said, I'm seeing that people say they're thinking about getting high because they're stuck in their house and their thoughts are negative. So Sometimes we are stuck, right? We get stuck in that rut and the thoughts are, are negative. And, and that's so cool because from what Anthony posted, today's podcast, and it's actually a two-parter because there's just way too much meat on the bone to just throw it out there. It would be like trying to take a drink out of a fire hose. So today's podcast and Fridays are going to be part one and part two, things to think on, right? Because 
perception is reality. So if we think something long enough, whether or not it's true, guess what? It's true because we're usually acting upon it. And even if it's something where we think, and even though it's negative, it becomes what is called um, uh, self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Where it, it comes true in spite of our desire for it not to be true. So we're going to talk to that. And so Anthony Spobro, thank you so much for uh, sharing that with us. And I'm just going to share a couple other things that people are talking about. And, you know, if there's anything else that you want me to cover, you know, I get my best information from you. I'm a social media person just like you are. And I try to take the temperature of the room. And so if there's something that you want me to take a look at or develop a podcast on or speak on, let me know. I don't know everything. If you know anyone who knows me, they will tell you that, right? But after 34 years of continual recovery and all of the people I've studied under and with, uh, I do have an idea of what it's like to have lifelong recovery through life's many challenges, right? One of the person from uh, Recovery Rocket Support said something so true, and this is really important to remember because none of us are immune, right? None of us ever arrive. Recovery is always going to be a journey, always, 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 and never a destination. There may be a plateau here and there for us to sort of rest for a minute, take a deep breath, but but it is pedaling uphill. So, so recovery... Uh, uh, rock support says, this is hard on us all, no matter how much time we have. Man, isn't that the truth? I've got my friend, dear Scotty Bricks, uh, uh, and he runs Welcome Home Sober Living along with Melissa in Southern California. And Scott has got, uh, um, you know, 13 years over a decade. And Melissa's been doing, I think, seven years now and gauging all of their women that they serve. Um uh, Everyone is going through a different challenge on a different level, regardless. Me at my 33 plus years, I need to adjust as well. None of us are immune. I communicate with Angie and Wendy and the rest of my friends out there in recovery, and we're all in an adjustment trying to find our balance through something that we're not very concerned with. Um, one of the things also that the recovery rocket support says, uh, recovery rock support, excuse me, he said, he said that most of my friends and I are really missing our face-to-face meetings and online meetings are fun and different, but not the same. You know how true that is. And sometimes we just have to wait those things out, but that's, that, that's a really valid thing. How do we make up for those things? And these are some of the things that we're going to discuss today. My friend Priscilla, she says that she, lately she she felt that she hasn't been herself because um, she's just been hitting an emotional wall and a mental wall with all the stuff that is going on right now. And she says sometimes she just forgets to take care of herself because she's too busy helping others, but then she gets a little bitter seeing others taking care of themselves as well. Do you hear that conflict there? And I think that's real. I I don't doubt that for a moment because I actually know uh, Priscilla beyond a social media relationship. We live in proximity to each other, and I know her quite well. And so I know her giving heart and, and how she wants to share and, and, and help others. So I know that's coming from a, a great and wonderful space. 
but we all feel that way, right? We all want to know what we're doing for helping others will help us as well. But here, here's where we go, right? So think, things to think on. You know, and as I was driving with Laura the other day, and I thought, you know, things to think on is really an amazing topic. And that's what we're talking about here. How do we do that shift? How do we go from the things that would wear us, that would edge us, that would that would have a, tension, uh, a tendency to divert our attention from the things that are important, that are sustainable, things that we can own instead of the things that we don't know much about, right? I have a couple physician friends, you know, Susie MD, she, she understands some things. She uh, has her doctorate in, uh, in dentistry, but she understands medical terminology and she understands a medical side of things as, 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 a, as a licensed dentist that I don't understand about immune systems and bodies and how we, but so we just sort of have to hopefully trust the experts and what they're telling us is true, but we still need to think on things. So what do we think about? Here we go. Now, I want you to know that, keep in mind, I'm going to share a Bible verse with you, Philippians 4, 8 from the ESV. Now, I want you to know that uh, as a Christian, I get my ultimate truth from, from the Holy Bible, the Old and the New Testament. But you know what? If you are from Islam, right, then you're going to take your word from the uh, Quran. If you are a Hindu, uh, it may be the Vedas. If you are a Buddhist, right, it may be from the Triptitaka. Hope I pronounced that right. Uh, Triptitaka. Uh, if you are um, a Sikhism from the Guru Granth, uh, Sahib. If you're from Judaism, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, right? So there's going to be an equivalent verse in your religion or your spiritual approach uh, that, that are, that's going to be equivalent to this. So we're going to... I'm going to read this verse, and then we're going to cover three of the things today, make them relevant. Then on Friday, we're going to come back, and we're going to do the rest of these things, okay? So here we go. Philippians 4, verse 8 from the ESV. And again, if you're reading from another Bible or another faith, I know from the major monotheistic religions of the world, there's an equivalent verse to this. Uh, so if you are of that faith, find it, and let's see where we can come to agree, even though we might have a different source or different words, in content, we are going to say the same thing. So here we go. Finally, brothers, so this is the last word. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Don't you just love that? That is so inspiring. That brings me back to my center because isn't it easy to be distracted? You know, depending upon what news network you listen to, you could be hearing an entirely different story, right? I listen to a lot of finance shows for my 401s and different investments that Laura and I may want to do. And, and so 
whether you're a bull or whether you're a bear, right? Whether you're aggressive or or whether you're more conservative, you, you view even the stock market differently, what we're going through right now, right? So these things can be a distraction, right? Do I get tested? Don't I get tested? Do I self-isolate? You know, what else is going on in me? My business that I regularly frequent is closed down, whether it's your nail salon or your therapist. I know my mother-in-law, she got a, a phone call from her doctor uh, today saying that uh, they're going to have to do a uh, a call, right? A telecall uh, for her doctor's appointment, right? She can't even get in to see her pulmonist, right? Because she's got to do a phone conference. When Laura and I talk to Cook and Martin, they do our taxes every year for a recovery guy and our personal. And we had a phone call instead of going into the office, right? However, the Xfinity guy can come to my house tomorrow and repurpose an outlet for my hard for my hardwire. So go figure this stuff out, right? So it is so easy for me to get distracted by all this. But let's dial it back because what's most important, right? What's most important is me going through life in a balanced sense to not being so far to the left or not too far from the right, right? If I'm riding a bike, isn't it best to be upright? Every now and then, if I have to go through a a turn or a corner at a speed, I might go a little bit to the left if it's a left angle or go to the right, right? Lean a little bit to the right, turn the handle to the right. But for the most part, right, we want to keep our hands on the wheel and keep straight in between the lines and going down that road. And that's why this reminder to things to think on can be so important to us. So here we go. The first one, I'm just going to cover three today, and we'll cover the rest in part two on Friday, because once again, I don't want to make this taking a drink through a fire hose. I don't want this to be so much information that we're not able to process it to use it, right? Um, one of the things that Stephen Covey talks about is the um, is how we learn, right? And so the law of the harvest, right, is the law of the land. And there's no way to get around that. We could cram information into our head if we're just looking for a grade. Remember when we were in school? I remember I was a re-entry student back at 39 years old, going to back and getting my degree in alcohol and drug studies. And I remember this whole learning thing was very different. I had never even used a computer before at 39 years old. This was back in the early 90s. I'd never used a computer before. I had to get one of those things called a word processor, right? And learn how to do my term papers on that. There was a lot of learning. And I was really wanting to condense my degree in a really consolidated window because I still had to work. Laura and I had Sarah Jane and Rob by that time. So I was still needing to work and support my family but I knew I wanted to go and get my degree. And and for those of us who are in recovery and we had life interrupted, it's important, isn't it, for us to go back? That's why I'm so proud of Wendy for getting and and using something, her degree, and working in the field of helps, and and Angie going and getting her degree and and working in the helping profession as well. These are so important to us, and, and many of you out there as well, going and getting our degree and making something of ourselves 
because we were a train wreck when we got here, right? So I was a high school dropout when I was 18, but when I was 20 years old, I went back and got my GED. I got my high school diploma. I went to adult education, right? Uh, Because I had to change my thinking. And then when I was 39 years old and I was seven years into my personal recovery, now I wanted to go back and I wanted to go to college because I wanted to do a better job of supporting my family, but I wanted to go and do something that I could have done previous, not should, because it's not good to should on yourself, okay? But it's something that I could have done that I wanted to go back and take care of. So I needed to learn how to think on things that were important to get my bearings again. And and that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to look at truth, right? Truth. What is truth? Because that's the first thing that they list. And usually the first thing that someone lists is the most important thing to think on because truth is foundational. My friend Ken Ham says, if you don't start out with the truth, are you ready for this? Write this down. This is really good. Make a mental note if you're driving. If you don't start with the truth, then everything else out of your mouth is a lie. (laughs) Really? That sounds harsh, right? That sounds negative. That sounds critical. But think about what he's saying. If I don't start with the truth, start with the truth, then everything that comes after that, is it truth? Can I can I catch up with truth later on after I told things that weren't true? Can I then go back and say, oh, now that I've completed this, now this can be true or that can be true? No, I need to start with the truth. And what is the truth? The truth is a verified, now this is all from my good buddies, dictionary.com, right? So if you want to go check it out, and I'm going to drop these three things in my notes um, in the description of the podcast. So it's a verified or indisputable fact. It's a proposition. It's a principle, right? Principle-centered leadership. Principles before personalities. Principle. It's something we stand for. I love. It's an indisputable fact. A verified indisputable fact. So what is your truth, right? I know for me, as a man of God, as a man of faith, truth to me is God as I understand God. That is the ultimate truth. Everything that I have learned that has added to my recovery is only added to my recovery. I am recovered because of truth. And I find my truth in God as I understand God. That is foundational. For me, it is indisputable because I could have never, ever done the things that I'm doing today without a verified. And what's the verification? Well, the verification is my life. And it's your life. Truth is foundational. I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? What does your religion say about the God that you serve? Isn't that God, isn't that power, isn't that entity in your life ultimate and foundational truth? And can it be verified in who you were without God 
as to who you are with God. That's the verification, right? God is a spirit, right? And we worship him in spirit and in truth, right? So God is something that we can't see, but can be verified. And in at least in my life, it is an indisputable fact that truth lives and reigns in my life. It is a principle that I nail down and say, this is what I believe. And you can have your opinion and you might move me in a particular uh, ex, uh, extraneous opinion as long as it doesn't conflict with the truth that has worked for me for the last 33, almost 34 years now. Do you like that? Foundational truth. Think on the truth. What has happened to you in your life based on your relationship with your higher power? That is what we need to pay attention to instead of the distraction of everything else going on or the things that I would like to have, but I have to wait for. The next one is honor. Honor, honorable. Whatever is honorable. What does that mean? It means high respect in the area of worth, merit, or rank. What takes the seat of honor in your life? What has your respect, I mean true respect, not like, but the kind of honor that you pay in a, in a, in a position of humility, to me, it's back to God that I pay honor to because no one else has that merit or that rank. And if, and if you think that that's pie in the sky, then that's okay. But I hope eventually your relationship with God uh, grows, right? Love the Lord God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, Right? But everything starts with me loving God with everything that I am. And once I accomplish that, then I'm capable of honoring and loving you based on the honor. You have merit in my life because he has merit in my life. You are important or you have rank because he has merit and rank. And he tells me to honor and to love you as I love me. And then there is justice or just. Think about that word for a moment. Have you ever thought what just is? I know we we talk about um, justice, right? Justice is served or, or, you know, someone gets what's coming to them, be it good, bad, or indifferent. Justice, right? Our, our, our legal system is built on, you know, uh, the blind juror with the scales. You know, justice is supposed to be blind. We know that's not always true in a social standpoint, um, but I'm not here to debate that with you. But that's what justice is. It's, it's a degree of fairness, 
But just for you and me, and here's what I really want you to think on today. Guided, are you ready for this? Because everything ties back, right, to the foundation. Guided by truth and reason and fairness. Guided by truth. Are you guided by truth? What are you guided by fear? And I love what uh, Zig Ziglar says about fear. It's false evidence appearing real. It's not forget everything and run, although some say it is. It's false evidence appearing real. But that's not the truth. We really don't know what the truth is regarding this whole coronavirus thing, do we? You may have your opinion based on whatever experts you listen to, but even those experts are trying to sort this whole thing out. So we need to be guided by truth to focus on this internally. What are we guided by? What is going to allow us to treat ourselves justly? Well, we need to go back to truth. The indisputable fact that God could and would if he were sought. That is justice. Now, what can he or would he do? Right? He would give us a day where we could rejoice in helping others. You know, if you are in a position of recovery, the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to do something for someone else. Just like what Priscilla was talking about. Doing something for someone else. Being fair. Guided by truth with reason, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. And remember, love is a verb. Love isn't a noun, something that we say that makes our feel good feel good. Love is a verb. Love is action. Love is setting aside me so I can serve you. And guess what happens when I do that? The truth that guides me Make sure that I have everything that I need, which usually turns out to be everything that I want. Have you ever heard that before? It's a story about a about a person. Could be you, could be me, probably me. I relate to this so much. It about a person who went to God and he and he prayed for for what he wanted. And he would pray and pray and pray. I mean, a faithful man. And he would pray and pray and pray. And and then he'd realize that God would just give him what he needed, right? And so he waited a day or two because he didn't want to seem too selfish. And he went back and he would and he would pray for what he wanted. God, I want this. And God, I want that. And God, I want this. And God, I want that. And, and he went back. And sure enough, the next day or the day after, God gave him everything he needed. And he did this a few more times. And then one day in some time of meditation, and he realized everything that he was given, he realized that what he wanted or what he needed 
was what he wanted all along. We just need to focus and to think on things that matter. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about truth and its verifiable, indisputable fact. Think about the high respect, merited rank that is, that is garnered in honor. And think about the justice where we are guided by truth and reason and fairness. If we think on these things, the other things don't go away necessarily, although many of them will in and of themselves. Remember, when we stopped living in the problem and started living in the solution, the problem went away in and of itself. It's a miracle. And that was one of the AA quotes. Even if I misquoted it, you know what I mean. So we have to think, things to think on. Why think about the other things that get me sideways when I can think about truth, honor, and justice that get me back to my center that I can be happy, joyous, and free? I want to thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast to things to think on. My name is Robert, and I am a recovery guy. 